All right, we're live. What's up, guys? This is Hi. the Step of Faith podcast. My name is Mike. I'm Max. I'm Katiri. Yes, and we're really, really excited about this one um, because I met Katiri through Max um, through FCA, which is Fellowship of Christian Athletes up at um, the college, Springfield College that they both go to. And um, Katiri was always um, a person in the group that you could tell she had really, really strong faith and she knew um, a lot about God and she was a really, really inspiration to a lot of the other people in the group. So we thought it'd be great, me and Max thought, to bring her on and kind of tell us her story and kind of like how she got involved in her faith and why the faith so important to her. Um, so we would love to just throw it over to you and just, you know, tell us, you know, maybe a little bit about yourself and kind of like a little bit of your faith journey. Sure. Um, so I'm Kateri, like I said. Um, I go to Springfield College with Max. I'm part of FCA. And um, this was my first year at Springfield, so... It's awesome, but um, I am a cradle Catholic. I was born and raised Catholic. Um, my parents had their own stories growing up. Um, my dad was also born and raised Catholic. My mom was technically born and raised Catholic, but wasn't practicing. Um, and when she met my dad, she actually was like everything anti-Christian, pretty much. Um, and yeah, he met my dad at a Monday night liturgy, which is... Um, just like a Monday night church service, um, which she would have never gone to if her roommates hadn't said, oh, there's a cute guy there. So she ended up going, um, <laughs> um, which was like totally God's doing, um, which is just awesome. But I've gotten to hear her story of growing up and like how she lived her life before she knew Jesus. And then like my dad, obviously <laughs> everyone struggles in their faith. So he had his own things going on. But um, mine isn't, my story isn't very exciting, <laughs> but it's personal and um, I don't know. So I grew up going to traditional Catholic masses, um, but also the parish that my parents met at was a Byzantine Catholic church. So it's much, much different than a regular Catholic mass. There's a lot of um, singing, but not in your typical like praise and worship songs. It's more like chanting and the altar is facing away from the people in the pews because it's looking at God. Um, and so it's just a little bit different, but it's also really special to me and my family. And that parish that parish that they met at isn't actually a parish. It's a retreat center and a seminary. Um, so the retreat center does like, or they used to do Catholic um, youth, like teenage conferences for high school kids. So I was involved in that from my sophomore year. I think I lived my weekend my sophomore year and then was on team that same year. And I was on team through my junior year, I believe. Um, and then it kind of fell apart, unfortunately. But my sophomore year, I was also asked to be on team for Christian Women's Weekend, which is essentially just a weekend very laid back of Christian women who come together and a couple of us on team share our stories. And it's pretty much just fellowship the whole weekend, which was awesome. Um, and I was the youngest person there. I was, I started volunteering with one of my really close friends when I was like 12, I think. And then they asked me to be on team my sophomore year. So that was a huge jump for me to go from volunteering, like spending all my time in the kitchen to being put on stage essentially uh, to share my story with everyone. But that's when my faith kind of took off. Um, so even when I was doing like the teen conferences, like. I don't know, my faith wasn't really mine. And I think that a lot of 
I don't want to speak for other people, but I think a lot of Creole Catholics have that story where like their faith wasn't theirs until they reached a certain point. Like it was just something that they did in their lives that their parents taught them about. And it was just like a thing, like you knew God was real, like whatever. And so I like kind of entered into a personal relationship with God that sophomore year and he totally transformed my life. Um, just like the way that I think about things and um, how I try to act. Um, obviously I had my parents as a great model of that beforehand, but as I got, I would like never used to read my Bible or like would do nightly prayers, but it was just kind of like, okay, like a nightly prayer thing as a family. Um, so I started like praying on my own and learning about the faith and reading on my own and reading the Bible, which I hadn't really done before. Um, so yeah, that's kind of an overview. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Kateri, I know Kateri very well, as she mentioned, we do FCA together. Um, and she just mentioned how she just finished her freshman year at Springfield College. But what really impressed me is that she immediately took up a leadership role through the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And uh, she's just, she's got that, that leader. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm <laughs> sorry, I messed it up. <laughs> She's got that that leadership vibe to her. Yeah, yeah, vibe. Yeah. But yeah, Katiri's great. A really good friend of mine. Um, I I think it was uh, really awesome how you said that you went to church and it was kind of just like something that you did. And I feel like everyone we bring on, it's always personal. You know, they always find it for themselves. And I was I was listening to a song the other day and it was saying how I'm lose. I lost my religion, but I found God. So I just find that like really powerful. If you're just like going to church and you're just kind of going through like traditions are important and, and they, they help us bring her closer to bring us closer to God. But I feel like if we're just going through the motions and we're not having that personal and active relationship that God wants us to have, then we're not truly living out our faith. So I just thought that was really powerful. And um, I really appreciate you sharing that, Katiri. Um, so you got anything, Mike? Yeah, um, I, I love um, your story. I feel like we all can relate to that. Everyone we bring on, it's so fascinating because like, especially in the Bible, um, when Jesus is like, I have a lot of people following me, but now you have to take up your cross and, and follow me. And there's a difference between a follower and a disciple. And I feel like a lot of the world, we have a lot of followers who believe in Jesus, but when at times to carry their cross, they're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. And it's like, you know, just bringing on more people about how they have to find um, God for themselves. And, um, you know, you're kind of like a veteran in the game compared to me, because I just really brought God into my life this year. So I'm still learning things and, you know, bringing on great people like you who have been strong in their faith for a while. Um, I always like asking these questions. Um, feel free to reject it if you want. But, I, <laughs> but um, like for a question like this, um, I've had even throughout just one year really following Christ, I've hit roadblocks after roadblocks of like, you know, what is this supposed to mean? And why is this going this way and stuff like that? And, um, you know, you've been following Christ for a long time. So I was just wondering if like, was there any point in your life where a roadblocks or maybe you had like family and friends that had roadblocks and stuff that you had to get through um, with your journey? Absolutely. Um, I don't know if there's been any like major moments that I can remember but like all the time especially when I was first like looking into stuff for myself I was like how do I know that this is true and like how do I know that God is real and like science sometimes I don't know 
I don't know if they just leave stuff out or what, but it totally points the opposite direction. And so for a little while I was like, okay, like how do I know that one is true and the other isn't or how do they balance out with each other? But I think just like, as I got to know Jesus and I, as I got to know God as a person and as I got to know the Trinity, um, I realized there's no way that there can't be a God. Like I just, I felt him in my life and I could see him working in other people's lives. And I think one of the biggest things that got me through those times where I was doubting was hearing other people's stories and like hearing how they transformed their lives. Like the Christian Women's Weekend, the team that I was on, there are some incredible ladies. Like I call them like my other moms because <laughs> it's like 12 just incredible women of God who are like chasing him all the time. Like that's their one focus and he's been so good and brought so much fruit to their lives. So I think, um, definitely doubting. And like when bad things happen, it's really easy to be like, okay, God, like maybe you're real, but are you listening to me? And like, do you actually know who I am? Mm -hmm. And I think it was just this year, honestly, but I heard that like when God, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, like when he was about to die, he like saw everyone's faces and like (laughs) the fact that he saw me when he was dying on the cross, like that's just, it blows my mind. I can't even imagine. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's really deep. I never thought of it like that before. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. I know you talked about uh, how you were serving in the kitchen and eventually you went onto the stage and, and you said you shared your story. Do you remember um, what you shared at that time? Um, I think it was, um, so we have like different topics. I'm pretty sure it was something about um, like body image, which is something that I've struggled with a lot of my life. Um, so <laughs> I don't know if you guys want me to go into detail about that, but pretty much just like how I found God and how he's helped me through struggles with that. So, mm. Yeah, def- definitely. Um, just hearing the doubting thing, um, definitely for me, that's something that definitely I deal with um, personally, even like that's, I feel like that's great for like young people coming to Christ. I, I am in touch with like a lot of people from my school that are just like starting to get involved and just trying to reach and like, just like hearing from Kateri and Max and myself, people that are like dug deep into faith that have been in it for years. And like, we still doubt, like we still sometimes don't understand, like just because, you know, you're really deep into faith and just because we're, we love God, like we do, doesn't mean that we still can't doubt. Like even the disciples doubted at some point, like, and they were with Mm -hmm. Jesus every day. Like they've seen him do miracles. They've seen him move the mountains. Like they've seen him do all these things, but they still doubted. So I think that's really great to like normalize that 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 is okay a lot of times when like believers like when we doubt they're like I can't believe like or like if I try to tell someone like oh I'm doubting this I don't really understand they're just like well just believe in it like just have the faith like just have the faith and sometimes you know when you're doubting it's it's really really tough to keep that faith and that's why we just have to keep reminding ourselves um who Jesus is and and why he came for us and that's why it's really important um especially to respond with other believers when you're doubting you know because it's easy when you're doubting to kind of go to other people I found it very very interesting when I'm like in a doubting stage or I don't know what I want to do I'm very very careful of who I allow myself to respond that to like I always go to Max firsthand if I'm doubting because I know that he's going to pull me back to faith 
but don't get mm -hmm. somebody that's not going to try to pull you back to faith. You know what I mean? Like it's like the middle line between God's purpose, like push people that are pushing you towards God's purpose. And if you're at a doubting stage, if you push people that aren't trying to pull you to God's purpose, they're going to pull you away. Mm -hmm. So I found that really good with definitely the whole um, doubting thing. And um, I don't know if you're like, uh, like, um, or like comfortable sharing like the whole body image story. And I don't want to push you to do anything, but I feel like it's really like important, um, especially in today's society, because um, I'm friends with a lot of females who do struggle with that on a daily basis and like the body image. And I was just wondering if you could just share, even if it's something brief, kind of just like how you got through it and through like God, how you found like yourself through that. Yeah. Um, so I had like a exercise addiction. Um, these things were never diagnosed. So obviously like, I don't want to take away if people are diagnosed and struggling with this, but it was essentially an exercise addiction and sort of an eating disorder. Um, I was for like two years, I was extremely strict about what I ate. I didn't eat any dairy, no carbs, essentially. Like the only carbs that I ate were like corn and potatoes. Um, and like no sugar, no cane sugar. The only sweet things that I had were honey and maple syrup. Um, and I was like obsessed with <laughs> being thin. Um, and like, I had this image of what beauty was in my mind and I never thought that I could achieve that. Um, and so like, <laughs> I don't know, it just got really tough and it got to a point where like my parents were obviously concerned about me, but I would like brush it off and be like, no, like I'm just super into healthy eating and like working out. And I think that some of that in my mind was true and I wasn't recognizing like what was really going on, but it absolutely affects my mental health. And it still to this day um, affects body image and it's an ongoing struggle and probably something that I'll struggle with the rest of my life. But I think learning about how Jesus loves us, um, mm -hmm like how I was made in the image of God mm. like obviously he's not like a physical person but if we were made in his image like he made us beautiful and me saying anything else to myself is saying that God didn't do a good job on me and so that's something that I have to like say to myself when I'm struggling um and I have a lot of support systems in my life so it's been easier for me than most people to overcome it and work through it and like understand that but it's definitely um something that I could not have gotten through without God in my life so mm. wow well, oh, good. oh good yeah that was amazing appreciate the vulnerability yeah body image is, is huge it's actually funny this is the topic because Mike and Mike came over uh this past weekend because uh, it was my sister's birthday and we actually in this basin we spent it was probably three hours oh it was until midnight we were, we were actually talking food <laughs> because it was actually something that i was struggling with um and i have that obsessive mindset where i have to look a certain way and because of it i've was an exercise addict just like you said that you, that you you struggled with and i also was really strict about my diet and it's been an ongoing struggle for myself too. So I just, I think that's really cool that, you know, you were able to express that. And if the more that we do express those things, we realize that we're not alone in that battle. Even people that you may not think struggle with certain things, 
Um, I, you know, we are all human and we're all imperfect and we all have insecurities and we all struggle. But at the end of the day, like you said, we're, we're creating God's image and we can rejoice in that image because he didn't make a mistake. He's perfect. He's above everything else. And uh, he, he made us just the way he wants us. Oh, this, oh, I can't say enough great things about what you just said, because I have so many things popping through my head that God's trying to tell me, but it's really just, you know, especially this isn't something that I dealt with like in eating or like an image disorder, but it's definitely something that I dealt with in like a society disorder is what I would say is like trying to be a lot like society or trying to um, like fit into like that quote unquote crowd that we all try to fit into. We're all trying to just be heard and stuff like that. And we can never truly understand who we are until we understand who God is to us. And it's like when we realize how much that God loves us and who God thinks we are, because a lot of times we're looking at society for what society thinks about how we look or how we are. But when we realize what God thinks about who we are and how we look, then it just makes everything feel so much better. And I just, that's something that I was always just like society, like what does society think about how I do this? Or what does society think about how I do this? And I'm more just like, God loves me so much, no matter what happens to me and no matter where I go and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I feel like God in our life, that's why I always say he should be first. Cause he's like the source. He's like the manufacturer of our lives. Like when we have broken pieces and we don't know how to fix them, there's only one place to go. And that's to the person who made us and knows all our parts. Like he knows how to put us back together. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, I love that. Um, what you said, it was really, really powerful. And I think a lot of people will be able to relate to that. Um, cause I know a lot of people personally that, that struggle with that body image, especially like females and even males, like Max said. And um, I think that's something really important, how we, until you're comfortable in who God made you, then it's tough to be comfortable in your own skin, uh, how society says you should be. Um, but God says that you're perfect just the way I made you and you don't need to change for, for anybody. So I thought that was great for sure. Yeah. Max, you got any more questions? Uh, yeah. Um, so going back to, uh, your parents, I know you said that your mom was kind of anti-Christ. Uh, <laughs> obviously I, I'm, I'm sure that your dad had a big influence on her, but has she shared, um, with you like that kind of transformation experience where she truly like accepted Jesus as her Lord and savior? And like, what did that transformational process look like? So um, we were actually just talking about this before I got on, but she said that that first mass that she went to was like the first Catholic mass that she'd been to in a very long time. And at the church, they do a lot of singing and it's like the church is St. Basil's. So it's like St. Basil's songs. Like we all know them. Everyone who goes knows them. It's a big thing. And so they were singing, I forget what the song was, but it was something about like our God being like the true God being the one God. Um, and she was like, how can these people be saying that, like, this is the one God? Like, that's totally unfair. Like, what about everyone else's gods? Like, how do you know that yours is the actual one? And she said that as she continued to, like, go to church and, like, learn more about Jesus, she was like, okay, well, first of all, they're saying that because that's what they believe. Like, they're not trying to force their beliefs on anyone else. Um, but second of all, like, she grew in a relationship with him and realized, okay, like, I believe this too. This isn't just something that um, people are saying, like, if they're saying this, they must truly mean it. So I think, um, like, 
my dad was pretty strong in his faith at that point. And so I think Max, like you said, he definitely influenced her and um, they spent a lot of time praying together. I know that like the rosary as a Catholic is really important. And so they like pray that together. And I think that he stepped up um, and really led in that relationship, which I don't know, I have mixed feelings about because I think that it's really important for people to be equally yoked like we hear. Um, when you're getting into a relationship like that. But I also have seen my mom's story and how God used my dad to transform her life. So it's um, definitely, even if you're not in a relationship, I think like being that person for someone else where like you can be the instrument that God's using to work in their lives is really important. So I don't know, she definitely struggled and it was a lot of ups and downs and like doing her own research and learning about stuff but she went from being like a non-believer hippie she calls herself to um one of the most faithful women that i know and a huge role model for me so that's great that's amazing that's amazing um i i read a book relationship goals by michael todd and um and it says when god wants to bless you he sends people into your life and when the devil wants to distract you he sends people into your life and you have to decipher which one's from God and which one's from the devil. And a lot of times when we're lost, I've, I've felt this, especially when, you know, I was going through like my depression and my anxiety, I felt really lost. And then I noticed God sending people into my life to help me maneuver back to him. And a lot of times, you know, if you pray to God and ask for his help, sometimes he might, me and Max talked about this so great. Sometimes he doesn't just do it from here. He does it through here, through somebody else. Like he'll send some people into your life to bring you closer to him. And I found that a lot of times I'm praying and a lot of times I'm like, God, do this. God, can you help me with this? Can you help me with this? And usually it's in the lines of another faithful belief helping me out with those certain things. So I found it really, really great um, how like you were, well, when she first went to church, she was like, um, I don't understand like this whole one God thing. Like, I don't understand how this could be a thing. And then as she, you know, kind of grew into a relationship um, with your dad, she kind of uh, grew into a relationship with him. So it was kind of just like, you know, without your dad that she wouldn't have been able to grow a strong relationship as she has now. So I just find that pretty crazy how like we can have that strong relationships with God. And a lot of times I pray this verse and I'm like, God, send me um, Isaiah um, six forty four, and it's like God, just send me, like send me into people's lives to help change their lives for the better. And I feel like if we could all pray that prayer, just God, send me. You know, someone's out there praying for God to work in their lives, and you know, sometimes God just wants us to be that representative of Him, that um person in people's lives. So I found that really, really great. Um, kind of just like a closing statement that um I guess that I like to ask you um kind of just like being at Springfield, you know, first of all, you're a freshman, which I thought was absolutely insane. Like, I, like, I thought you were like Max's agent, but like, you are so strong in your leadership for a freshman, which I think is absolutely insane. <laughs> um, but definitely, you know, it's, it seems to me that you're kind of like a born like leader in a sense where like you kind of lead by example. You're not one of those people that just sit on the sidelines and kind of just go with the crowd. You know, you want to be the person out there, you know, leading by example, which I think is great. And um, I kind of just wanted, I know you're doing a lot of stuff. You know, I follow you on social media. You're doing great things and kind of just wanted to see like, if you have any like goals per se that you're like 
striving towards or something that you could see yourself like doing in the future that you feel like God's like calling you to do or that you have just a really great passion for? Um, that's really funny you asked me that. Actually, I've spent a lot of time in quarantine thinking about <laughs> what I'm doing with my life. Um, and so I had this idea probably like the end of, actually it was like the beginning of May. Um, I was researching some like Catholic related career ideas for a friend and this camp down in Georgia that my friend is actually working at right now um, popped up. And I was like, hmm, like, let me look a little bit more into this. So I was like researching the organization and everything in this camp. And I was like, we don't have anything like that around here. Like I'm from Massachusetts, but by Boston, like there's a camp in New Hampshire, but it's for like middle schoolers. And I was like, when I was struggling with my faith the most, or when I was like coming to my faith, I was in high school. And like, even now as a college student, like developing relationships with other believers has been really vital to my relationship with God. And so if I could just like, yeah, (laughs) if I could just like figure out a way to like do something like that. So I was, I don't know if it was a God inspired idea or not, but it's something Mm -hmm. that I felt really drawn to maybe doing like a summer camp or, um, for like high school kids. So it wouldn't be like a cheesy little summer camp, but like, I don't know, something (laughs) that, they could grow in their faith, learn more about the faith. Cause I think that's another huge thing is people like people don't know, like especially cradle Catholics, unless you were raised in a super strict, like traditional Latin mass going family. I feel like it's extremely rare that you actually understand your faith. Yeah. And so I think like having that knowledge is really important to accepting things. Um, but I also, I guess I'm like announcing this now <laughs> on Zoom, but I am pretty Breaking sure that I'm doing... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I'm changing my major um, to psych with a religion minor. I to pursue either campus ministry. I know Max um, pursue either campus ministry at the high school or college level or teach theology for high school students. So I'm really excited about that. Looking into it, trying to figure out like what I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so as I've been praying about this and like thinking about where God's leading me, I was like, okay, like I need to figure out what I'm passionate about. Like my faith is really my biggest passion right now. And like, how could God use that mice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, how could God use that? And like, how could he use me to touch the people's lives who are at the age that I was really struggling? Um, so that's where I'm headed right now, I think, which I'm really excited about. But I guess the world is going to know now. <laughs> that's wow. awesome. We got the first take, too, right here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know. This is great. I got a oh, psych and religion uh, major. Yeah. Let's go. Yep. No. And trust me, Kateri, we need more people like you out there doing yeah. the great things that you're doing. And, and I don't just say that because I, I found this very, very vital, especially in younger people trying to go for their faith. They want people to talk to them that they can feel like they connect with on a personal like level. They want to feel like someone that has been through things, not just someone trying to teach them, but someone saying that, yes, I've sat in your shoes. I've been where you are. And this is my experiences. And that's why me and Max were even talking um, that we need to do a great job of just hearing people's stories, bringing people on and learning more so then we can connect with them better. Yeah. And um, that's definitely something that 
I don't know. Like I said, I haven't, I haven't gotten the phone call with God yet about your summer camp. I think that's a great idea. I mean, I love it. I, I, I feel like that's definitely something like what you said about, you know, when you're struggling in your faith, you're trying to build in your faith, like other faith-filled believers, like that is like what really made me go for my faith. Like me and Max's relationship was like really what strongly like build my faith. Like I believed in God and I was growing in my faith, but like Max, like pretty much times that by five and like, like my journey through faith. So like, I definitely understand what you're saying by that. And that's, that's an absolute great point. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Mike and I talk about that all the time. Like I thought that was a great point that you brought up how, you know, especially growing up, um, you know, Mike and I grew up uh, in, in a Catholic household too. And uh, you know, we kind of just went to church just because, you know, that's just what you did. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't known. And I just love how you're kind of pursuing the vision of trying to make it known. And I love your point, Mike, you know, like spiritually meeting people where they are. Like we sat and we went through these same struggles that you went through. It's not that, Oh, I'm, I'm accepted by God. So I'm up here. It's no God already accepted me in my messiness. And because of it, I've been able to be transformed. So it's not like I have to work to become right with God. I got to do all these things. To <laughs> So then I'm, I can go to church. It's, it's the other way around the church, broken people. And if we can, you know, address and, and be vulnerable and, and share our weaknesses with others and be like, yeah, like I used to struggle with the same thing, whether it be body image, whether it be, you know, all these different things that happen that, that we struggle with because we're human and, and we're, we're broken and we're weak. And that's why we're in such desperate need of somebody to save us. And, and that's what said he came down to. He's the savior of the world. He came down to save our souls. So that's just an excellent point. And um, I know you're, I know you're going to pursue God's calling for your life and you're going to make such an amazing impact you already have. And like Mike said, you're the Nashville born leader. So just great to have you. Thank you. you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, just, um, yeah, everyone else good with their points for everything. I thought this was great. I loved it. (laughs) Um, I just have one more point, I guess, before we, before we head out, um, that God's kind of put on my heart is like starting people out young, how you're talking about like in high school and, um, even me and Max are really talking about this, like, like making sure that, um, we bring God's presence in really young. And I feel like sometimes we wait a little bit. Like I really found God my freshman year of high school, but like, basically like the devil got to me first that I like to say, at least like the devil got to me at 14, 15, but God got to me at 18, 19. And the reason because of that is because I didn't have those quote unquote leaders, those quote unquote people teaching me that. And it's a lot harder to get rid of a trait than it is to like, for example, if I um, really started pursuing God at 14, 15, it's a lot harder to take that away than it is to get rid of sin and bring God back into your life. It's a lot harder to get rid of a habit when you already have it, you know? So like when we really pursue God, I really felt um, like, I was like, man, if I knew this at 14, 15, I would have been balling by now. Like I'm like, (laughs) I'm like all the way back here. And I felt like, man, if I just knew this at 14, 15, like it would have been, my life would have been so much different. So like starting people young, and if anyone's out there that's young right now, I really, really encourage you to pursue your faith. Don't just be like, oh, I'll wait until, you know, this phase is done and then I'll go back to like the Bible. And it's like, there's no better time to start than now. 
you know, God's calling you to get into relationship with him now because everything else after that will be blessed. It says when we go into a new relationship with God that we are a new creation. Our old life is done and now we are a new creation. So even though I did all this stuff in the past that I'm not really proud of, when I really gave my life to Christ, I was a new creation and I started thinking differently. My thoughts became a lot different. He started to renew my mind in so many ways. And, um, and, and God, he puts this on our heart. And me and Max talk about this all the time. What Michael Tata is like, if you give God your heart, he'll help you change your habits. And a lot of people think that they need to change their habits before they give them the heart. And it's like, no, no, no. If you give me your heart, I'll help you change your habits. And I've noticed like, God just like putting on my heart to help me change. And I'm not even trying to like, I'm not even doing anything. It's just when I give God my heart, he's gonna want my heart to be more like his. So now my habits been changing. So if anyone's young out there, just give God your heart. And even if you don't know how to do it, there's a lot of people like, well, I love God, but I have no idea how I'm going to do this. And this is like, don't worry, God's going to carry all the heavy lifting for you. You just got to get to the gym and it'll help you carry the heavy lifting. So, um, yeah. Anything else before you guys want to head out that kind of coming on your heart? Are you guys all good? I'm good. Yeah, that was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'll just say a quick prayer before we uh, head out here. Um, God, we just, we just thank you for this great time and bringing on Kateri and giving us this great wisdom. And, um, you know, thing I've been reading is um, one Kings where Solomon, you could ask for anything, but he asked for your wisdom, Lord God, because when we understand where your heart is, when we understand what your motives are, when we understand where you want us to go, it makes everything so much easier. And God, we just pray for wisdom over everyone, me, Katiri, Max, and everyone watching that God will hand you his wisdom. And when you go into situations where you don't know what to do, when you don't know how to react, that God will help you give um, you his wisdom. And for all the situations going on in the world right now, um, with all the awful um, just murders of African-Americans in this country for all the awful things that are happening, God, we just pray that it doesn't divide us, but God, you help us bring us together. And sometimes I don't know what the answer is, but I know who the answer is, and that's you. And God, if we just give you our hearts, if America just gives you our hearts, you'll help us change our habits. So God, we just pray for the hearts today that God, you will do a renewing on our hearts and our thoughts. For anyone out there that wants to change, God says it's not too late. I am the provider, Jehovah Jireh, and I will help you provide all the needs that you have. And I just pray that everyone out there, that we just start changing our hearts today. It's not enough to change on the outside. God needs to do a change to us on the inside. And um, I pray that, God, you will start some construction on the inside today for some broken hearts in America that are going through pain, that are going through suffering. God, pray that you start healing their hearts today and not healing them with hate, but healing them back with love. And God, we we don't need to do all this back and forth. God, what you're asking us to do is to love one another. And when we start to love one another, that's when we're going to start to come together as unity, as a nation, and as a group. And God, we just pray for that. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Guys, thank you so much for coming on. You know I love bringing people on. And um, this was just another great podcast, another great wisdom from God. So thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. My name is Mike. I'm Max. I'm Kateri. This is the Step of Faith podcast. We appreciate it, guys. Thank you guys so much.